listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdler in for this Saturday. The Panthers are through to their fourth consecutive grand final after that dominant win over the Storm. But who will they play on that first Sunday in October? Ryan Girdler will make his prediction right here on the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Hello and welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Lister. My name's Tony Squires. I'm joined by Ryan Girdler. Girds, how are you, my friend? Tony, I am absolutely fantastic really? this morning. Yeah, couldn't be better. I mean, what a time to be a Panther. <laughs> what a time to be a Panther. Yeah, just in full awe of, of what that group of men have been able to achieve, not just this year, but over the last couple of years. And just watching them, just pulling the Melbourne Storm um, apart last night, just... You know, just the patience that they showed and um, the detail in which they went about their business last night mm. was just exceptional. It was so good to watch from so many different levels. Yeah, they're ex- they're extraordinary. I mean, to get to four consecutive grand finals, mm. it's you know, well, it's, that's, it's not like it's an easy thing to do to get to one. Yeah, yeah, just the appreciation of that, knowing what it takes just to, to get to one and have that success. And then you can just see the brotherhood that's been created on the back of all that success and that, that yep. journey that they've they've been able to share with a very similar group of men. Mm. Um, you know, they've got this, this swagger and this arrogance that they've earned the right to play with, but then this humbleness that you see with the, when they're interviewed individually, even guys like Jerome Luai that have that persona of, you know, this guy that everyone loves to hate, but then you put him in front of a microphone and how humble and grateful he is and how he understands uh, the opportunity that, that you know, he's been given, but also that he's been able to take through his tireless dedication and, you know, how brave he was to play last night with yeah. those boys. Um, it just looks like they've just got this the, the perfect harmony and the, the balance that from within just creates such a powerful, um, you know, footy side that we see just every week. It's interesting, isn't it? Because people do tend to jump on. If you've got an you know, extrovert like Jerome, and, you know, he draws attention to himself in, in ways that are both positive, positive and negative, but every person mm. who talks about knowing him uh, off the field Talk exactly like you just did then. Greg Alexander's one, and he's not a guy who yeah. you would think, be, you know, woo woo. He's a very <laughs> you know, calm, straight up and down sort of bloke, but loves him, loves yeah. him, and what he yeah. brings. Yeah, you know, especially um, I think during their origin time, and I was, yeah. you know, I came out and said some things about the way that I thought that uh, some of those guys had brought certain aspects into camp that mightn't have been in the right environment there at, at, at a representative level, but. Um, you know, at, at a club level for what they've been able to create and the, and the DNA of what the, you know, the Penrith Panthers represent. I mean, um, he just bleeds it. Yeah. You know, he's come through their genius system. Um, every, you know, he's just so well-liked amongst his group and they just deal with what he brings because um, of, you know, the output they get from him every training session, every weekend. I mean, the guy just located his shoulder three and a half weeks ago, Tone, and yeah. uh, you just wouldn't have known it last night. And what a luxury. You just would not have known it. What a luxury to be able to bring him off halfway through the second half. Yeah. So he's got, you know, nine days or whatever it is to recover. He's got some, some you know, footy in his legs as well. So it's kind of perfect scenario, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was – It was. you just saw um, with Ivan making that decision on, um, 
what was it, around 27, when he had the opportunity basically to, to rest a few of those guys. Mm. Uh, they'd lost the week before. Their performance wasn't great against Parramatta. Um, but he wanted them all to play. He knew how important it was for them to go into the finals with some confidence. Um, not some confidence, but with some continuity. And um, and even with that last night, uh, it was like, oh, being a Pen, Pen, Penrith fan, there were a lot of people probably sitting there thinking, when are you going to take Nathan off? The job's done, mm. you know. But he just doesn't because yeah. he just knows that, you know, whoever comes in is going to do the job. Indeed, cop no one one's too, more important he? than the other. He was bleeding, yeah. you know, and it, it, was, it was probably come came through – um, the coach's head, you would imagine that, oh, maybe I get him off, but yeah. um, he didn't want to come off. And that's the way that they've done it all year. And that's the way they'll go into the grand final. It's um, it's hard not to just be full of admiration for the, the whole organisation. Absolutely. Well, we're, you know, Melbourne, obviously, across the season, they've had been there or thereabouts, but, you know, consistency hasn't been there. They're, again, they had opportunities in that first half. Just yeah. couldn't execute to put the points on the board apart from that one try. Yeah, they, they had a really good game plan, didn't they, Tone? Yeah. And, you know, kicking to the wingers, if there's one, I wouldn't call it a weakness, but if there's one opportunity that you can probably take against Penrith, it's, it's bombing to, to Ruva and Brian Toto. Yeah. Um, not tall in stature, you've got great attributes as players, but especially when you've got guys like Smith and, and Warbrick there, you know, who, yep. who are great in the air, great jumpers. So um, they isolated them on a, on a number of occasions and were able to get the rewards. I think for Olam's first try, it was on the back of um, Smith getting above um, To'o there and yep. play, you know, three plays later they scored in the corner. And they did create some opportunities in that first first half tone um, through the back of some momentum created through the middle on the back of Nelson and then, you know, but when they went to the edges, they, they, just, they just haven't looked uh, like they've found their rhythm for the last six or seven weeks, to be honest. There's yeah. been passes going to ground and, and one thing any of the teams will say when they come against Penrith, come up against Penrith, you get limited opportunities, but when they come, you need to take them. And there was just a, a couple of opportunities they left out there and they just paid the price in the end. They're amazing back with the Panthers. I mean, they, it's, a, it's a factory. And, and they just, mm. honestly, and everybody does their job. Everybody knows their, knows their job. And during the week, there's all the talk about would Melbourne be able to, in their forward pack, apart from, I guess, Nelson, have anybody who is a little bit on the threatening side? Uh, you know, you're yeah. Christian Welsh, so these, these kinds of guys have got to step up. They play perfectly fine, but it is that, yeah. that pair of side. It's not just, it's not kind of flamboyant, but the back line is. But the forwards, they are workers and they get in your face. Yeah, it's the attention to detail, Tony. And, it, and it's when you watch them, and if anyone's going to sort of watch them really closely next week in the grand final, um, it's the little efforts. It's the little things about their game um, that that uh, they all they all just thrive on. And it's and it's the hard work. And it's yep. you know if you're a lead runner and you're an attacking structure and you run through and you don't receive the football. Um, most sides will have that player just dawdle back into the attacking formation and get their two plays later. But if you watch Penrith, if they don't receive the ball on that lead runner out the back, they turn around and they sprint back to get involved in the next play. Yeah. And it's those little efforts there. And when you watch their attacking structures, you know, there's so many guys, uh, there's so many moving parts to it that it's really confusing for the opposition. The opposition are usually under fatigue because what did Penrith, you know, they... They completed 23 from 24 sets in that first half and then they've got everyone working so hard off the ball. I mean, there was this sequence there and I talk about Fisher-Harris a little bit and I know that everyone's talking about Payne Harsh and uh, and obviously that clash 
that he's going to have tonight with Fanua Blake. And we've got some wonderful middle forwards in the game at the moment. But I just reckon on both sides of the ball, you know, the way that he, he came out of the line, there was this sequence last night, he came out of the line and played two and put a shot on an outside back from Melbourne creating uh, the error. Right, yep. And I reckon in relation to those guys that I just mentioned, he's the best defensively. He's the most intimidated, in, intimidating defensive player amongst that. They're great ball runners, those two, and, and great defenders as well. But I just don't think that they charge out of the line and try and have the same sort of impact defensively as, as Fisher-Harris has. Yep. And then he went – then it was a scrum and then play two. We ran around and he ran a he, – he, he ran just a, a, a single – um, hit up off the dummy half, uh, got a quick play of the ball, and then play three, he ran a lead line where he was actually given the football and then he was able to pass out the back just as he just on contact to Nathan Cleary who then they got it out to Toto and I think he scored his second try for the day. And he just does that the whole time. Yeah. And, and it's the same as with defensively, the, the, the Penrith side, you know, like there's two – People ask, oh, why are they so effective defensively? And it's, again, because of the little things they do. So you've got two in a tackle and you have a third guy thinking about, do I go in and slow that play the ball down for half a second longer or do I preserve my energy, get back into the line and, and look after the next ruck? Well, these guys just do the work. So they'll go in and create that extra half second uh, at the detriment of their own energy yep. just so that it's you know what the team needs and that's just the way that they're, um, they, they prepare and that's how they execute every play, every weekend. And, and I think that's just what separates them from the rest, Tone. They are some kind of footy team. Uh, we'll work out who will be playing them in the grand final next week and who they want, who has any kind of matchup on them. We'll get to that in a second. Hey, Gerds, just quickly, a uh, question without notice because it's been shitting me all week. <clears throat> Dogs uh, at the beach. Am I allowed to tell people off about their dogs being tied up at the beach when they go and have a swim? I'm down there to have a nice time, and all I'm yeah. hearing is... Are they barking? They're barking. I mean, yeah. everybody since bloody COVID, they all went and got a dog. They all went and got a cavoodle. Everybody yeah, got a okay. cavoodle. And then they, and yeah. they sleep on the bed with them. They're pampered. Yeah. They have, you know, as soon as anybody walks out of the room... Barking dogs, Tony. Barking dogs. Yeah. I love no, dogs. Hard to take. Yeah. Hard to take. Am I allowed to tell Listen. the dog to shut up? Well, you're allowed to give it a little bit of a, hey, that's enough. That's enough. Really? You know, a bit okay. of a firm voice. <laughs> okay. I think that's all you can do that time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave your dog tied at the promenade and go off for an hour. That's all oh, I'm no. saying. Not for an hour. Not for an hour. Not even for 10 yeah. minutes. Have a quick dip. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast, strangely. On Listener, uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll preview uh, that other final. See who does get the job. Get to the grand final to play the mighty Penrith Panthers. You're listening to the Saturday edition of Footy Talk on Listener. Ryan Gertler and Tony Squires with you now to celebrate NRL finals. Footy Talk uh, is giving away a platinum double pass to the NRL Telstra Premiership grand final. Of course, it is next Sunday, October 1st. Just click the link in the episode description and use today's code word, which is wildcard. Wildcard, love it. Wildcard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen to the Footy Talk uh, on Listener, Apple Podcasts or Spotify every day until September 27th to get a new code word and enter as many times as you like. Who will be playing in that grand final? We know that the Panthers are there. They got the job done beautifully, 38-4 to 4 over the storm. 
falls to the Broncos and the Warriors Suncorp Stadium tonight, Ryan Girdler. Tell me, who, obviously, mm. who do you think is going to win this? Who matches up best if they do uh, against the Panthers? Well, well, I think whoever wins tonight is really going to earn the right, Tony, because yep. I see this one... Uh, it, it, look, I think um, it, it's, there's probably a slight advantage to the Broncos going into this on the back of the, the crowd being their home game um, and their and their form. But um, I still I got this sneaky suspicion the Warriors are going to make it a really uncomfortable night for the Broncos' tone. And yep. all on the back of how they started last week, their start was just exceptional against uh, Newcastle. And I think the the Warriors sort of had, had fallen away a little bit. They uh, started the season so well and. We all fell in love with the way that they uh, enjoyed doing the harder parts of the game and then uh, they sort of lost their way at the back end of the season, had a bit of an easy run in. But, yeah, it all sort of returned for them last week against um, Newcastle, against that yeah. Newcastle Knights um, team who have been playing so well. So I just think if they can, you know, if they can get out of the blocks well, um, get to the back end of their set so uh, well like they did last week, create a little bit of momentum, um, and just do those simple things right, get the fundamentals right, keep the crowd out of it and potentially come away with some points and put enough um, pressure on the Broncos, who are a young side, only playing one game in the last month. Yep. A lot of those guys, you know, haven't been in a prelim final before. Uh, not sure how they're going to behave in that situation. If, if the Warriors can apply that sort of pressure to the Broncos, um, I, I think they could, um, you know, create a bit of an upset tonight. Right. I, I guess the keys are in the number seven jerseys, aren't they, with Adam Reynolds and Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson was amazing last week, as was uh, was Reno uh, in his performance. Uh, the guys are obviously a little bit older now. They've slightly slowed down themselves, but they managed to, because of that experience, to be able to slow the game down when they want to and need to. Yeah, it's funny with Sean Johnson, and, you know, he's been in and out for the last couple of weeks, so has Adam Reynolds. But with Sean Johnson, everyone thinks of his attack. But I think what he does well for the for the Warriors this year is he, he really um, he, he gets their defensive line in order, which is a funny thing to say. It's part of his game that he's really been working on, and uh, he drives a lot of their, their line speed, especially on the edge that he plays, and he holds people around him to account. So um, he's a real presence out there defensively, and... Yeah, Adam Reynolds, it's all about, you know, getting, being patient because they've got a young side, they're, they're highly skillful and sometimes, and I thought in that, uh, in that finals game against the Storm a couple of weeks ago, I thought they were a little bit actually clunky to, in the first 15 or 20 minutes, so there was a fair bit of drop ball. I know they won convincingly in the end, uh, but that's because Melbourne didn't really take any of the opportunities that were offered to them because we've been speaking about them as well, they just haven't found their rhythm of late, so... Um, they need to be patient, and he's the guy that can deliver that message, um, especially if things aren't going their way. And you need to make sure that, you know, in, in finals games, generally things don't go your way all of the time, and it's how you handle the moments that uh, that they're not going your way. So he's going to be really important in those areas for the Broncos. Everybody looks uh, the flashy feet, the uh, eyelashes of Reese Walsh in one, number one. But Sean's uh, Nickel Klugstar has been terrific has been terrific for the Warriors. Yeah, how many try assists on that right yeah. side, you know, when when he brings Dallin into play. So um, out of the back of Sean Johnson, yeah, he's been a great foil for him. Doesn't have the speed of Reese Walsh, but um, certainly uh, he's got great hands and he's such a physical presence. The back five for the Warriors do a fantastic job. Actually, you know, all both of these teams have got great outside backs that just come in and, and do a lot of the heavy hitting early on in the set. So... Um, yeah, look, it's going to be a great battle of the fullbacks tonight, I think, for the for the Warriors to keep Reese out of the game. 
Uh, they need to control the middle. On the back of momentum, that's when he gets excited. Yeah. Um, you need to limit his opportunities by making sure that, you know, you look after Carrigan and Haas uh, and Flegler. And that's a lot easier said than done, Tone. But they did a pretty good job on the edges last week with Kalen. Yeah. I know they dominated the game, but Kalen Pong is another guy out of the back of shape that really tests your defensive systems. And they got it right last week, and they need to try and do that again tonight. All right, Ryan Girdler, time for it. Let's get your predictions. Who wins? Oh, this is a really hard one, Tone. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to go with the Broncos, mm-hmm. only just so. Okay. Uh, and and I really won't be surprised if the Warriors find a way um, to get it done tonight. But I'm going to say the Broncos just. Broncos margin is just. Yeah. Okay, I love that. What about the man of the match? Man of the match? Um, look, I, I, I'm a massive fan of Paddy Carrigan. We yeah. saw the influence that Isaiah Yo had last night for the Panthers. And I just think the Broncos... The second phase play, Paddy Carrigan, he's, the way that he drives the line speed, I think if he's best on ground tonight, the Broncos um, go a long way to winning the match. Love it. Look forward to a great game of footy. Thanks so much, Gerds, at all for our Saturday edition of the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. Jimmy Graham, Ben Dobbin. We'll be back tomorrow. Speak soon. Mm-hmm.